Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, Elson Friends and Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. A mascot was cooked alive on live television and eaten. This is bowl season. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the millionth person to say all bulls should be sponsored by zany food products. And with me, as always, is AJ, eggnog over mayo, Marchese. Oh, I mean, tis the season, Rob. Today, we're talking all the NFL draft prospects who ripped, slipped, and dipped during the second wave of bowl games. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven, Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to Casey, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's gonna wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's gonna put ketchup on a stick? Who's gonna find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Pop-Tarts. It's a brand of toaster pastries produced and distributed by Kellanova, formerly Kellogg's, since 1964 consisting of a sweet filling sealed inside two layers of thin rectangular pastry crusts. Mmm, what's your favorite Pop-Tart flavor, AJ? The live edible mascot kind? Mmm, of course. You know what I was wondering? Like, you know when they devoured him, like, you could just see his bloody red insides? Mm Mm-hmm. What was in there? No one was brave enough to, to... to taste it. I thought someone that. I thought someone was gonna crack it open even further. You know what I think? I think Cooper Reeby ate, ate that to himself and after <laughs> after in the locker room when he's shirtless. Respect, <laughs> respect that. When, when it, I, I came away looking at that Cooper Reeby from his final collegiate game, more on him in a bit, but uh, just aesthetically. I came away thinking like we could be calling him like Mr. Hog or something. That dude came out was so wrong. <laughs> I was thinking about, like, like the hogs. like the Yeah, he's Mr. Hog. He's Mr. Hog, yeah. <laughs> anyway. When Washington takes him uh, second overall, Mr. <laughs> Hog, baby. And, like, Kansas State to farm school. Like, I don't know. Anyway, senior bowl <laughs> acceptances. Um, the reason this is important, two uh, thefts of Shrine Bowl guys here. Uh, Kentucky running back Ray Davis and Georgia State linebacker John Trey Hunter go from the Shrine Bowl acceptance to the Senior Bowl, and they also uh, got an acceptance from Delmar Glaze, the Maryland offensive tackle. Uh, very rude, but we saw Ray Davis going off in, in the bowl game today, which we'll talk about next week, not this episode. Um, this is, what do we, where did this go from? Gaspar up to, into, but not including Alamo. the Gator. Yeah, the Alamo. From, from Gaspar to the Alamo, 
Real America. But anyways, uh, yeah, Ray Davis. I think that that's a good get. I I think he's just going to be a back that like you know a lot of teams can value. I you yeah, know he's not like it, the fourth round and then mm-hmm. speed starter. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't have a good like comp in terms of like career arc or style or anything yet. But just a very sturdy guy. I think you know, like, like not the most explosive or anything like that, but just very good vision and just yeah. just just one of those running backs that that know the game. It feels like you know. Yeah, his his vision. I think is like mm-hmm. his his uh, secret sauce to his game. Yeah. On top of the contact balance, he's also under yes. his pass catcher. Um, John Trey Hunter, I thought was an interesting one because I think it speaks to this linebacker class. It's <laughs> okay. not a great linebacker yeah. class. John Trey Hunter was a great get for the Shrine Bowl. I did not expect him to be a guy who ended up at the Senior Bowl, um, Georgia State linebacker. But like, it's just not a very good linebacker class. And he's mm-hmm. an interesting guy, just kind of one of those fly around and hit everything type linebackers, super athletic. Um, I think if think a former safety. Uh, but anyway, I just think we're going to be really short on line. Like, like this might be a historically a bad linebacker group. Yeah, it could be. And I feel like people aren't mentioning that enough, you know. Like, I feel like more I people actually, are dogging the running back group. I saw a tweet today because uh, it was it was Barrett Carter, yeah. Bowl, fantastic performance, but he's going back to Clemson. He's going back. He's potential LB1. And uh, some, someone was just like – this might be the first time in a while there's like not a consensus top seventy five linebacker. Mm-hmm. So. It's just you, you. I feel like you see more people criticizing the running back group, and it's like this running back group's got talent. Linebacker group uh, it remains to be seen. Uh, a couple Shrine Bowl acceptances um, for now. Uh, BYU quarterback Keaton Slovis, Southern Miss running back Frank Gore Jr., Oregon State receiver Anthony Gold, Illinois receiver Isaiah Williams, Auburn nose tackle Justin Rogers, and Texas A&M linebacker Edrin Cooper. Edrin Cooper's a big get. That's speaking of linebackers, I think that's one of the – hell, he's got a chance to be LB1. I'll say that. I mean, it's still wide open. Um, no, that's a huge get for the Shrine. Um, no, he's legit. I think he had the best – him and Payton Wilson, I think the two best draft-eligible linebacker seasons. Like, guys that will be in the class, yeah, uh, college football-wise. Really, the only thing working is – I think Peyton Wilson on tape is going to be LB1, but it's just the injuries, obviously. Yeah. Um, also, I love the get of Frank Gore Jr. I, he yeah. remains one of my favorite running backs in this class, not just because I love his father, but um, just uh, another guy kind of like Ray Davis where – Mm-hmm. Maybe not the most explosive guy, but good feet, patient, good vision, contact balance. You had a, you had a linebacker take loaded up there. I wanted to hear that. About my linebacker take? No, you had a take. I thought I swear you had a take loaded up, and then you diverted to Frank Gore Jr. No, I just said Peyton Wilson stuff. Okay, okay. No, I thought you had a Cooper, a Cooper take. No, I it's okay. just your guy. My guy, yeah. great year. Um, he did. <clears throat> Oh, also, I think Isaiah Williams is a guy who could really help himself in the red running department, or, like, in one-on-ones with his red yeah. running. Uh, kind of got some maybe DeMario Douglas vibes is what he did at the Shramble last year. That's a good one. And Slovis, that's your guy, so. <laughs> I'm proud of, proud of Keaton. What a wild ride to Keaton Slovis ride. <laughs> For real. Like, what was a better, what, what's a better ride, Slovis or JT Daniels? Well, JT's probably going to end up like a uh, head coach. Oh, yeah. Football one day. He, he, he's and, and GJ. actually elevated that race program this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
JT might be better than Keaton Slovis in the end. But they both threw for over 9,000 collegiate yards. Kings, absolutely. And they both had their best season as true, like, 18-year-old freshmen. So, <laughs> what a wild, wild ride. They both played at at least three schools. Um, let's get into the college football week two superlatives. Bowl week two superlatives. Thank you. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, lots of bowls this week. This is uh, because of the way we stacked. The, this is our most loaded. This is dense. In terms, of, in terms of pure total games, the third wave of bowls will have the highest level of prospects, I think. Oh, yeah, because everyone opted out of these games. Oh, here's your 30-minute diatribe on opt-outs. You know, it's been so annoying. You can't watch a bowl game without them bringing it up. Like I thought we were over con- it. I thought we were over it and then we're not. No, not even in the context of, oh, they're without this guy because he opted out. It's in the context of, oh, this guy's playing. He cares so much. And then, like, I see Will Shipley get hurt today. And it's just like, yeah. come on. On a kick return, too. Like, not, he had yeah, multiple like nice kick returns, but a freaky yeah, play. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into best freshman. I'm going to start. I'm going to start with um, Georgia Tech linebacker Kyle Yes. Eifert. Yes. Who, yes, the neck roll, baby. <laughs> who has the, the best linebacker aesthetic in college oh, football, maybe? For real. No, no, that's how a linebacker should look. That was my big takeaway. And Georgia Tech, like, I don't know if anyone thought they were going to beat this UCF team. They, they were both 6-6 six and six in the regular season, but, like, mm-hmm. UCF has all this star power. And, like, Georgia Tech kind of, I don't know where, Brent Key got them to a bowl game and, and won it. And, I mean, true freshman effort out there making every tackle. looking Number like 44. A, yeah. Looking like the next boss. Picked off uh, Plumley, but Plumley got ruled down too, you know, so that one come off the board. Yeah, for real. <laughs> he's awesome. He, he's got the aesthetic locked down. Uh, definitely one of my freshman stars. Also going with uh, Minnesota running back Darius Taylor, yep. who also badass. His first game since October, and they absolutely fed him. For 35 carries, 208 yards, and a touchdown. He, uh, he's kind of got that. Mm-hmm, please. Sorry, my favorite stat about him is he's also their leading receiver yes. with 11 yards. It, two catches, 11 yards, leading in both. Well, tied for the receptions, leading in yards. <laughs> yeah, that was, not a, that was not a game you got too excited about. But Taylor looked great. Kind of got a, a leggy, leggy. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I got the flu. I'm, I've not had good luck this week. But it has, has a leggy running style. Um no, a fun guy. That's going to be a fun guy to watch in the Big Ten for the next couple of years. Um, he, uh, just like in a game where your quarterback can't throw, and, and I know it's against Bowling Green, but still having the ability to yeah. to handle 35 times for 208. Insane. Um, I just have two quarterbacks left. Uh, I can guess them, I think. Yeah, go ahead. Guess. Kevin Jennings, he's a dog. No, I didn't have Kevin Jennings, but he fits the... The freshman quarterback narrative here where wasn't supposed to be the starter. Yeah. And the athleticism really popped. So I guess let's put Jennings, Texas A&M's Marcel Reed, who was not even preparing to play. Yeah. But in Another injury, freak injury, speaking yeah, of. Yeah. Injury leads to him playing against Oklahoma State, throwing for 361, running for 29 in the score. And Avery Johnson, who I think was the best yes. Kansas State quarterback, who hey. Will Howard transferred because of him, I kind of think. Yeah, Avery Johnson looks legit impressive. Like, the stats weren't unreal or anything. You know, it was under 50% completions. But, no, he, he looks legit. He looks like the, the best quarterback Kansas State's the, had. The threat of him in the run game alone opened so much for DJ Giddens and NC State. Yeah, no, I, but Johnson and, looks legit, yeah. Yeah, like, jo- Johnson, and he was an Elite 11 guy. Yeah. Um, 
Marcel Reed like looks like a freshman just in terms of he was he's like real thin thrown into the fire and like it took him a few drives but once he got comfortable like he looked pretty mm-hmm. good back there mm-hmm. and and then yeah Jen I mean Jennings had peaked in the winning the AAC. Yeah, the Jennings story is so great. I wonder where they go <coughs> from here with both of them. You know, I think Preston Stone's gonna like one more year and be in the NFL. Um, I, that's what I think. Like, I think highly of Preston Stone mm-hmm. um, and Jennings. Like, it, it might be worth the wait to to lead this Rhett Lashley offense. It's true. Years. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Avery Johnson is gonna be a fun one down the line. I mean, Andre <laughs> Ware's like trying to say he's gonna win a Heisman. So I, he, I, no, I believe he Andre. Won. Uh, you want to get to best software? Sure. Uh, do we start with Miller Moss here? Too? No, 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 no. Why start, not? No, we start with Cannon Woodill, the Northern Illinois kicker who caught a 32-yard. The holder okay. just kind of tossed it to him for a 32-yard touchdown catch. Technically, There's a good chance he's the ball. fastest player in the country. And he missed two field goals. He missed both his field goals but scored a touchdown, so he kind of made it up. He got six points. Exactly. Against Arkansas State. So, exactly. He's my best sophomore. Should we even mention any other guys? I think that's no, enough. No. No. Yeah, there was a lot of good sophomores this week, eh? There was, yeah. Um, yeah, how about Miller Moss coming in for USC? Like, Obviously, Nelson was supposed to be the, the, the next dude up, one of the biggest quarterback recruits, and he's now in we, the portal. Now we know he's, why he's in the portal. Yeah, enjoy uh, San Jose State. Um, <laughs> Miller Moss, technically draft eligible, I believe. But, uh, he's a red shirt sophomore. Mm-hmm. And Wait, just uh, might go above Caleb. There's a chance. Um, but he was, six he, touchdowns. That's unreal. He he was uh, the 112th ranked recruit, so he's like no scrub. But yeah, he comes mm-hmm. in and he's just not not only did I think he looked good keeping the offense on time, but he was willing to push the ball vertically. Yeah, it was an impressive performance. Yeah, for a guy that's you know hasn't played much at all and against a Louisville defense, it was not like. Louisville wasn't intact on offense, but Louisville kind of had everybody on yeah. defense. I think, and that, yeah. sure, except for one DB. Um, and yeah, he looked he looked great. And now there's like the I don't know because Will Howard was supposedly leaning towards USC, and then after the game, Lincoln Riley was like, uh, they asked him if like Miller Moss going to start next year or something. He's or if, he, if they're going to bring a transfer quarterback, and so he was kind of like, yeah, Miller Moss might have scared them off. I thought that was an interesting quote. Poor Will Howard, eh? <laughs> should, uh, should come to Ohio, Ohio State. Back up Kevin yep. Brown. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think Miller Moss led the way. But I, I, I thought two quarterbacks were, like, specifically AJ quarterbacks in the sophomore department this week. Uh, first of all, Thomas Castellanos, your boy, Boston College <laughs> yeah, Zone, yeah. who ran for buck fifty-six and two scores against SMU at, uh, at Fenway. Um, it's a beautiful performance. Yeah, yeah, looking like he should be playing shortstop for the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kyron Jones, the Virginia yes. Tech quarterback, running for a buck seventy six against Tulane. Of course, they're AJ quarterbacks. Could be an old Big East game under the lights on a Thursday night on the score. That could be that matchup, baby. Yeah, yeah and, and because they can combine to not combine didn't even throw for two hundred yards, but combined ran, <laughs> ran for, for almost four hundred. Yeah, <laughs> Kesselhaus is like immediately one of the funnest quarterbacks in college football. Yeah, he is. He's been a ton of fun. And Jones, Jones I haven't watched too much Vodtech football. Pouring rain, they just leaned on him, and it was fun. Yeah, Vodtech 
Jarwin's kind of the perfect ball attack quarterback. Ball he attack is. Has to have a scrambling quarterback. Yeah, I know that. That's like uh, that's that's my first sign that okay, maybe this is finally heading in the right direction. You know. <laughs> yeah, Brent Price figured it. <laughs> um, I also got. I mean, Ollie Gordon. Yeah. Wasn't his best game, but still ran for buck eighteen. Just they just hammered him. They hammer him every weekend. It, it was great. Uh, and Tatero McMillan. To I love T Mac. Yeah, I don't know. He's, he's T Mac, so baby. 10 for 160 against Oklahoma. Looking like some people saying, like, Connor reminds them of Mike Evans. Like, him and Luther Burton yeah. are going to be. That's the race. Yeah. Such a fun receiver battle for wide receiver for one real. next year. But yeah, I feel like McMillan and Gordon are, are have been the cream of the crop sophomore running back mm-hmm. receiver this year, along with Burton. Um, I also had Jamal Pritchett, the South Alabama receiver, down. Who man? He he was tracking the ball like phenomenally yeah. against Eastern Michigan. They cooked EMU. <laughs> yeah, South so, Al's had a couple receivers lately, and he could be next. Uh, I'll give you a couple other guys. Not named. You know, by the way, I thought it was a heavy week for running back and wide receiver through, throughout the whole board. Oh, I have um, so many wide receivers. It's a crazy and like draft eligible guys, but mm-hmm. sophomores here. Give you two backs first. I, I first real look at Ishmael Mahdi, who uh, who was. Putting up numbers this year at Texas State. It looked pretty impressive, 122 on the ground. Uh, looked pretty explosive. It's going to be fun to see what uh, Kenny and company can cook with him going forward. You mentioned Marty. I thought DJ Giddens, the Kansas State running back, looked pretty damn good too. Over buck 50 on the ground and a touchdown. Uh, has a, <coughs> just a really solid back. Um, and to, to um, or another receiver. How about uh, Elijah Surratt for JMU? Yeah. Who they, they fell short against Air Force, but that's a hell of a that's a tough team to beat. But they were they're just especially early in the game, they're just feeding him. Um eight catches, 115 yards. Definitely not the explosive guy, most explosive guy, but you know, big body, physical, uh, physical with the ball in his hands too. like pretty a couple of really nice grabs. Uh, uh, strong handed guy, yeah. Interesting too. Started his career at St. Francis. This is his first year at GMU, and now he's in the portal. That's sick. <laughs> is the St. Francis single season receiving touchdown record? That's pretty sick. They got to admit that. Yeah. <coughs> um, also, I uh, I also had Chandler Rivers down the Duke corner who was had two TFLs, three PBUs. Mm-hmm. I think that Duke secondary played phenomenal against Troy. Uh, there, Duke was without a handful of guys and still won the game. Um, you know what's sick about Duke though? They had guys already committed to other teams playing. <laughs> yeah, that's like awesome. uh, P- Peebles. Peebles making a couple of plays, and he's already going to Fatak. AKA transfer you, so. Uh, that's so funny. Um, that's all my sophomores. Okay, that's we can. I'll throw one more. How about, how about Georgia Tech running back Jamal Haynes? I just I like the cut of his jib. Had a really nice game. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, weekday Warrior. No program. Uh, defines the word warrior more than the Rutgers Scarlet. Amen. Amen. Yep. Beat Miami to win their first, have their first winning record since I believe 2014. I think it's the first time they've ever beaten Miami. They're the old Big East rivals. Uh, and um, they blocked a Miami punt when Miami only put nine players on the field, which is hilarious. And, uh, but more importantly, Kyle Manungai, I mean, yeah. I know he's he's going back because he, he wants to win an Addy at Rutgers with uh, Coach <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. 
you and me were talking like, man, he, he could have been one of the top running back of this class had he declared. But he's going back, led the Big Ten in rushing, added another buck 63 in a score. He is just, he runs so angry. Yeah, maybe maybe like 150 of those were out after contact. Don't don't check me on that, but <laughs> he, he made a lot of guys miss. He just runs so damn hard. I love Manon guy. Uh, like not not the same dude, but very similar vibes to Isaiah Pacheco. Um, you know, just with the angry running style. I I'm I'm surprised he's going back. But like you said, you know, natty aspirations. Why why leave? Why leave uh, Piscat away? Um, yeah, Manon guy's awesome. I, I gave it to him. Mainly, but I'm like, I didn't want to give it to a lonely, you know, a lone guy that's not technically coming out. So I give it to him and Xavier Strapper on the other side. Okay, I give, I give it to him and Mohamed Toure. That's a good one. Yeah, Toure had a really good game, yeah. Eight, eight tackles, two TFLs a sack. He's just a downhill monster. I love him every time I watch records. Yeah. And yeah, Restrepo was just trying to carry Miami. Yeah, Restrepo, like 11 catch and 99, a touchdown. That, like, nasty, like, just post-corner move for the touchdown was awesome. Uh, just created so much separate. He's had I, what he he broke the single season uh, Miami record. Yeah. yeah, on that nice sideline grab. Also, uh, uh, what do you I, I, for him? I put him for I played the box score because he should have had another touchdown, but the quarterback yeah. kind of threw it and like he had he made a great adjustment. His ass cheek was like kind of out of bounds. Yep, yep. But yeah, I believe he has another year of eligibility. But he's another he's a really interesting kind of slot option in this class. Mm-hmm. He's just. He was the heart and soul of this Miami offense this season. Yeah, for real. Again, the, just the amount of receivers in college football. Like, I got so many more guys to name. is, yeah, is astounding. Um, going to best prospect, starting on offense. I'm going to go to the trenches. I'm going to go to Cooper BB. Mr. Hogg. Yeah, I want Mr. <laughs> Hogg as well. <laughs> no, sorry. I've changed his Dr. Hogg. Oh, I like that better. Um he led the like he. It felt like the broadcast couldn't stop talking about him. Yeah, uh, because he was just blowing up NC State front seven. And I know NC State was without Peyton Wilson, but like NC State always has a good front seven regardless. Hey, d- yeah, Devin fans, no yeah, slouch. Well, uh, I'll, I'll mention him a bit later. Um, yeah, and BB was just killing guys on his last block as a Kansas State Wildcat. Yeah. They pulled him. He pancaked a guy. Leading that was pick up the, the game ending first icing. downs. They could kneel it out. It awesome. Um, he was just killing, and he's 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 gonna be a. It's not a great interior offensive line class. It's a great offensive tackle class. It's not mm-hmm. like a dominant interior line class. I feel like he's gonna go in the third round and plug and play immediately. Um, he's probably, he's not gonna test well. He's maybe the widest lineman in the country. Yes, <laughs> uh, but like he moves well enough, and he is just so freaking powerful and mean. And I just feel like our offensive line coach is going to fucking love him. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I mean they they ran for two fifty seven behind him, and uh, he 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 came back for his senior year when he, when like he might have been one of the top guards last year. And, he wants to be the first offensive lineman in Kansas State history to be in the Ring of Honor, and it seems like he will be. He's in. He's in. And yeah, the coach coaches were saying put him in. Yeah, absolutely, he's, he's my office uh, prospect of the week as well. I <laughs> echo everything you just said. I mean, just like I, I think zero zero pressures allowed in the game too. Um, and like you said, they're pulling him consistently, and he was just getting out and, and doing damage. Like you said, he's not the best mover, but. Just, just knows what he's doing. You know, he's working at the second level pretty consistently well. Um, and then, like you said, the last competitive snap of his career, getting on a pancake in that dude, was just rules. it just it big time ruled. He was the best offensive player on on the field this this week in cultural play. Absolutely, I, I love Cooper BB man. Like, 
Like, he definitely, like, I don't think he helped his draft stock going back, right? But, like, not saying because he played worse. It's just he was already that fucking dude. You know what I mean? This is who he is. And I respect it so much more because I think, I think he went back because he wanted to be in that ring of honor. It seems like it means a lot to him. Uh, the first, it would be the first lineman ever in K-State history. Uh, put him in. Absolutely. I mean, what an awesome, I, I love Cooper. I think Cooper Beebe's going to end up being, like, one of my favorite players in the class, if not number one. I can already tell he is. I've loved him already. Yeah, I mean, all year. Doctor Hog, Doctor Hog. <laughs> um, who you who did you go for uh, top defense prospect? So so yeah, I went with a slam dunk on offense. I thought I thought there was no clear guy on defense. Okay, I just so, so okay, I went with like the the, the I wanted to go P five G five. So I went with the best. He's not a top prospect at all. I just went with the most flashy performance, Rob. I thought the best defensive performance, not prospect wise, it's just bully. I don't give a fuck. Uh, was Texas State linebacker Brian Holloway, who was just an animal out there for the Bobcats, having two pick sixes. Back at his, he's an SMU transfer. They're playing at SMU. Making that in in, in that performance was awesome. Um, two great plays, but also just throwing his body around consistently. Was It felt like, I think he only had six tackles, but felt like he was in there on 12 or 15. Uh, was all over the field. Really, like that's like a transfer who popped onto the scene. But uh, in a in a in a bowl week, I kind of I had to give it to a, to a small school guy and give him some love because he was awesome. Okay, I respect that. Um, I don't know if I draft him, but okay. Uh, I thought it was definitely Quincy Riley, the Louisville corner, who um, was like the only Louisville defensive back who yeah. could hold up against USC in the Miller Moss show. Uh, four tackles. He had a TFL coming down on a screen. He had another. Uh, one where he triggered downhill on a screen and broke up the pass before it got to the receiver. He had a big PBU downfield on a, a deep shot, um, and he had obviously the interception the on the great line, interception. which returned 61 yeah. yards. He had a fantastic game. I was kind of surprised he was playing. Uh, yeah. He's a guy who is going to the Senior Bowl. He's a, He started his career at Middle Tennessee State. Um, and he had a really great year for Louisville this year. I haven't like dug into his tape, but I came out of this mm-hmm. game being like, I think I love this corner. Louisville's always got a DB that you know someone like people fall for it. That was just such like such good DBs every year. It feels like you know yeah, every two I years. Just, I just love like he he's super fluid in coverage, but man, I mm-hmm. loved how quickly he was triggering downhill on those little screens early on. So I went with him. It's a good pick. I put him. On, uh, what am I shooting up the board, guys? Yeah, and I mean, I'm just transitioning right into shooting up the board. Uh, Taj Washington was yeah. just cooking the Louisville secondary outside yeah. of Riley. Uh, another guy who, a little surprised he played, was really fun to see him play. Um, I feel like he's just been under, like he he's been underrated the whole time he was at USC. But like USC's had so many different receivers come through, mm-hmm. and. He like he was originally a transfer from Memphis, and over the last three years, it felt like he's been the most consistent guy at times. Yeah. Um. Like like he played with Drake London, he played with Jordan Addison this year. This year he was like overshadowed a little bit by by uh, Brendan Rice, and it's just it's oh, he he's he's such a uh, jittery little slot receiver who can do damage like on that yak touchdown early on. Like man, he, his stop start ability was sick. Uh, he's a f- underrated red runner. I think he's going to uh, the shrine, I believe, and I, I just think he's gonna cook there. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, it was up there for he could have been offensive prospect of the week. Um, 
I think, like, I understand why he played, you know? Like you said, he kind of got overshadowed his whole career, and then he was the best receiver there, I mean, in, in that game. And, yeah, that, 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 that the yak touching was so great where, like, he's bending back behind himself and <clears throat> reels it in and makes the play. And then, like, that, the, kind of like the, the fade from the slot made that separation. And then, yeah. Also that one, like, um, coming back, like, the ball was underthrown. He had to come back towards it and catch it through the DB. No, Washington was unreal. And I thought, like, there, I have so many wide receivers. There's so many wide receivers. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure, like, you'll have them in different places, um, if not here. <clears throat> but, like, I, how, about, how about just sticking to it? A guy that we know is coming out. A guy who didn't have to play in Jacob Cowing. Who, who went out and yeah. balled for the Wildcats. 152 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, was just cooking. Had the one on the, on the crossing route where he just... Like, uh, Fafita, who's, I mean, I can't believe we didn't mention Fafita already, but <laughs> it feels like we mentioned him a bunch towards uh, down the stretch. But anyways, extended the play a little bit, and, and Cowing had, that like, the long cross and caught it and cucked down the sideline. Um, yeah, that's, like, like, for real, didn't have to play. It's, he's senior bowl, right? Yes. Yeah, senior bowl bound already. Um, it was an awesome performance. I love Jacob Cowing. Yeah. That's that's another guy that's going to just star in the practices. Uh, I saw Dane Brugler tweet, um... This morning, after his dominant performance against Oklahoma, that he's talked to a few teams who have counting as a top 100 guy. It doesn't surprise me. Um, yeah, he he is a fun receiver. So the senior receiver class kind of became fun quietly. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, there's mo. I get like eight receivers to run through on shooting. No, I, let's do it. Rash, Rashad Owens. Yes. Just kind of out of nowhere. 10 for a buck 64, two scores against Texas A&M. Like, just making all these incredible body control yeah. catches. Uh, I assume he's going back to Oklahoma State, but uh, definitely a guy who could be a top senior based just, I mean, based on what he's doing this game, I see him becoming a top senior in next year's receiver class. Yeah, I know, for real. And like, they kind of kind of some Dez vibes. He just kept mm-hmm. big-dogging guys, had that sick contested catch on, like, the wide receiver pass. Uh, had that, like, go route where he just kind of, like, I thought it was, like, well done subtly getting some separation with his body at the end of it um, at the catch point and creating some space, touchdown. Uh, had that one, like, really bad drop and almost had, like, a re- Remember that one? It was weird. I think he kind of, like, got... He, he kind of rolled, but it was almost a sick, like, deep grab, too. Yeah. He was all over the... Even even the plays that just weren't quite there were, yeah. all, like, were awesome for him, too. It was fun, too, because he, he was, like, winning vertically and then they were just running all these little dink and dunks to Brennan Presley. Yeah. 16 catches yeah. buck 52. Speaking of Dez, like, broke, broke Dez's bull record for receiving, yeah. Yeah, he, he was... Um, he, he was a lot of fun in this one, too. Those, those he, two were really nice. Presley, again, like I think, you know, a different guy, but, like, um, he, he's really helped himself down the stretch this season, too. He's, he put together a really impressive season. Um, Sam Pinkney at Coastal had a yeah. 23 in San Jose State and an unbelievable one yeah. touchdown. He's the all-time awesome. leading receiver in Sunbelt history now. That's king. I love that so much. Because <laughs> he played six seasons and, like, <laughs> played them all. That was awesome. At two different, at two different schools. Two different schools, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about, how about? I mean, there's a bunch of guys, but how about the the Kansas duo of Luke Grimm, yeah. that's my guy, and uh, Lawrence Arnold, who were just both at three touchdowns. Both uh, Grimm had 160, Arnold had 132. Kind of just unreal. The, Arnold had, like, the big dog touchdown grab where he just went two hands over the DB. That was sick. 
Uh, Grim kind of had like the the screen and like well, it was wide open on one where the corners blitz, but made a lot of good plays there too. And that do, I mean that whole passing attack and from both sides of the ball, both both teams was unreal in that game. You uh, love in in Kansas. I mean that was sick. I mean there's so many receivers. You keep going. Go on. Uh, Javon Baker, who we yes. already know is going back to UCF. He was just, yep. especially early against Georgia Tech, and it looked like UCF might blow him out because he was just cooking at everybody. You mm-hmm. see that Alabama transfer speed. Um, I thought Corey Rucker at Arkansas State had a really yep. nice game against Northern Illinois. Uh, some nice yak plays there from him. I got one more. One more. I would do a lair for Bowling Green. Um, 10 yeah, catches, I, 152 I, yards, and a touchdown. I had him for made me look stupid because <laughs> I've been tweeting on my prospect to watch uh, in each bowl for each team. And I thought about him. I was like, he had a really down year. And I went with their linebacker. He uh, did. Anders, and, yeah. You know, of course, Hilaire goes off. Yeah, we got wide open on that deep post. I'll and say. If, if, and if I remember correctly, he, he got on a radar last year in their bowl game. Yeah, yeah. He's just a bowl monster. He's a bowl monster, baby. Um, or no, it wasn't. It was against Toledo. He had two forty six. Oh, okay. So did, I swear you had a good bowl game too, though. But anyways, oh. yeah, that's a good but game. Like, For, <laughs> I think he's another year of eligibility, and I hope he goes back because yeah, there are moments with him. Um, non. Receivers. I had Holloway here. Uh, I thought Beanie Bishop had a nice game for West Virginia. Yeah. Had the 78-year punt return touchdown. Hadn't been a punt returner in his collegiate career before and does that against North Carolina. That's pretty sick. Yeah. I'm a big Beanie Bishop guy. Um, Zemiah Vaughn, I thought, played well against Northwestern. He, he uh, came on a, a corner blitz and got a sack. He, he was eating up, um, triggering downhill on screens. He's going back to Utah, I believe. Mm, I and, think so. Uh, your guy, Isaac Garendo. Yes. Back. Some respect for Isaac Garendo. Uh, yeah, with Jordan out, they just leaned on him. Three touchdowns, over 150 on the on the ground, and a couple through the air. Yeah, it looked really good. Um, yeah, he had but, 200 yards from scrimmage. Yeah. I thought, and I had a couple backs. I thought Garendo. I thought RJ Harvey, who's going back, looked had a really good game for uh, UCF. Um Kind of just a small dude, but like kind of just good feet and runs hard. And I, I like I like Tudin at Vautech. Yeah. Who's just pure speed, had the nice kick return, uh, 136 yards, two touchdowns. And that was it for backs and receivers, and I, I you kind of already hit my defensive guys. I, I, th- I got one quarterback, though. Darren Granger. How about Darren Granger? Oh, I, put, I keep stealing my guys. I got him for small school guy to come on eye, because I just Sorry. think he, he's like the best quarterback. I love Georgia State. He's always so fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, three-year starter, put up numbers each year, but had such a good year this year. And threw for 257, three scores, ran for 100 and two more against Utah State. He's like not – he's like big, like 6'4", pretty good arm, really great yeah. athlete. Like I could see him maybe XFL or like I could see him being on, on a roster and training camp even. Yeah. No, there's there's legit talent. Ranger, Ranger will get a look. I agree with you. Um, that's everybody I got. Me too. Sliding down the board. <laughs> I have a short list. I, I don't know. It's hard to be mean in bowl season uh, when you get pop tarts being eaten. Um, you know what I, I know. What I think did struggle though was Tylen Grable for UCF. I thought he was getting cooked out there quite a bit. Um, awesome. Georgia Tech had a guy pop. I thought oh, I'll mention him in a sec, but 
one one rep he just got absolutely depleted and put on his back. I thought that was embarrassing. I sorry, that was a little rude, yeah. but it was a little rough. Yeah, I didn't mean to say that. It was a little, <laughs> it was rough. Um, and I just think he just overall it did not <clears throat> did not have a strong performance. Uh, that's a good one. I'll I'll stay on the the line too, and I'll go Javon Solomon who. I didn't, like, there was a lot of hype going into that game against Duke. Duke was without Grant Barton. Uh, it's been, Troy's defense has carried them all year. He's the mm-hmm. leader of that defense. I thought he had a pretty uh, forgettable game. He He's had, like, too. yeah, no, that's fair. He had, like, one, well, I forget what the play you made was. I wrote it down and forgot. He had a half-stack, Yeah, he had one. Uh, yeah, and I had a nice play on a fourth down stop, because just kind of yeah. in the mix, though. It wasn't, it wasn't anything special. Yeah, I thought Jubin and I played him on the other side. Me too. I put him for one of my small school guys. Um, even even TJ Jackson got in on that sack, yeah, strip I sack. I believe he entered the portal today. Um, I put the two, I, I mentioned those two for my small school guys. Uh, I mentioned that Davin Van earlier, or you did. Yeah. And I was going to say, yeah, sliding on the board. Like, he didn't have, he's a guy who I've really liked. I think he's so twitchy. Get the inside-outside ability. Uh, it sounds like he'll be back at NC State. Um, has another year of eligibility. But, yeah, I thought Kansas State was just kind of moving him in the wrong game. I, I thought moving him, but also, like, just shooting the wrong gap and stuff and then kind of getting yeah. a position. Yeah, I thought so, too. Um, this is me just trying to nitpick, I guess. Luke McCaffrey didn't didn't show up big for Rice. Hard with a quarterback, uh, obviously, out. But, yeah. I got him for overhyped. That's a good one. That's a good one. Just, um, maybe, had the touchdown, yeah. but. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was a quiet game, but I, I, I put him for overhyped because, like, maybe he's not overhyped yet. I just feel like it's coming because the closer we get to the draft, the more people yeah. who plug in on it and figure out it's Christian McCaffrey's brother. And he's a legit receiver prospect. I like yeah, I, I yeah. really like him as day three receiver prospect. I can just feel the <clears throat> overhypedness coming. Had a fumble, too. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Um, who else you got? Uh, Kyrie Robinson, that's a San Jose State running back I really quite like mm-hmm. as a... As a Priority free agent kind of guy. Lost two fumbles against Coastal. Um, I also had Storm Duck. He was the guy getting cooked by the USC receivers. For yeah, Duck uh, is like kind of yeah. His, his career is kind of you know not not kept up where it was. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> and Daquan Felton, who didn't do anything. I know it was pouring rain against Tulane, um, but he had a bad bad drop and didn't, uh, didn't record a catch. Yeah, I'll give you one more receiver. I would Jaleel Farouk, who had multiple fumbles and had that one like go off his hands for the weird. I think it was ruled an interception, but it could have been a fumble. And uh, four catch for fifty-seven yards. But I've promised a friend to never speak ill of Jaleel. <laughs> um, out of nowhere prospect. This where I put the Afro. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Please go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, how about Canadian Rutgers pass rusher Wesley Bailey, who I did not realize <laughs> yes. from Canada. Me and, neither. Uh, he, had, he had a pretty damn good game against Miami. He looks like an NFL pass rusher. He's 6'5", 250. Oh, you know what? I'll give you one more slide down the board. I thought other Rutgers pass rusher, Lewis, was kind of not very yeah, good. Yeah, he's going back, penalties. too. Yeah, he's going back. That's a good one. I, I'll give you a pass rusher who I mentioned earlier, but not by name. Georgia Tech's Kevin Harris is a little undersized, but had that nasty bull rush that put Grable on, on the, in the air and then on the ground. Um, he had a sack. We didn't get credited for it. I, you know, unless my eyes were tricking me. Only got two tackles, but was in on a TFL too. I thought he had a good game. Um, number eleven there. I I, I haven't I hadn't seen him too much. I'm he's not. I don't think he'll be coming out or anything. But just an interesting guy. I also put down Martel Irby, the Arizona DB, because he was like the heart and soul yeah. of the 
Wack has defense and yep. make big plays on the back end. Had a TFL and an interception against Oklahoma. And his post game interview with Cole Kublik was awesome. He seems like an awesome guy. That's a good one. That's a good one. I also put uh, Freddie Brock because he hasn't he hasn't done much in his career. And then he went for two seventy six. Yeah, Marcus Carroll been stealing the spotlight. Yeah, I think that's like more than he had all year. Something like that. So yeah, pretty sure he had like three hundred yards on the year after that. After that game, yeah, so it went for almost 300 in the game. Uh, I, I think that's my favorite part about bowl season is when you have like a stud, but then the next guy steps up and looks looks amazing too. Uh, yeah, that, that was the, those are the two guys I had. Um, Hilaire was my guy who made me look stupid. You know, I put <laughs> I put Ben Bryant. Ben Bryant was kind of slinging out there. He looked pretty good. Because he's transferred so many times. He's my transfer who popped on the season. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, the king of the transfer. Like, they couldn't do anything, and then he kind of got it on late and helped yeah. with He had a good Utah defense. I know they're missing guys, but still, it's Utah. Mm-hmm. This is Northwestern, and no one's overachieved more than the Northwestern yeah. team this year, and it feels like he's been a big catalyst for that. Um, no, for real. I, I feel just, like he, he's just not getting enough credit on the year either. I'm not I mean draft-wise, I mean college football-wise. Yeah. He's going to stick in the NFL, I can feel it. Like, he's not going to get drafted, I don't think. But I could just feel him, like, having a pretty good preseason, kicking mm-hmm. around for a bit, finally making a roster, like, year three, starting a game or two at some point. I mean, look there's at just some guys. Quarterbacks are starting this year. There's just some guys who give off that vibe, you know? And it's, they may not be. There might be, like, 10 quarterbacks you think are better than them that aren't in the league, but. <laughs> yeah. Um. Prospect versus prospect matchup. I had the USC receivers against the Louisville DBs, the Oklahoma receivers against the Arizona DBs, and uh, Jason Bean versus himself because <laughs> threw for 449, six TDs, also threw three interceptions. It's the Jason Bean experience. I love Jason Bean. I feel like he's going to go to the CFL Hall of Fame. Amen. Uh, Jason Bean's like one of my favorite players in the country, as I'm sure everyone knows. Uh, yes, he's a CFL Hall of Famer. The Argos better get priority rights, man, or I'll say fucked up. Never watch an Argos game again. Uh, I'm going to go for an underkey, uh, underkey, low-key one. Um, Randy Stewart against those Duke receivers, who I kind of like in Jalen Calhoun and Jordan Moore, who I like. I thought both of them had a couple of nice games this year. Uh, Calhoun had a really nice uh, double move that beat Reddy that got down to the goal line. But other than that, I thought Stewart had a pretty solid game, had a really nice PBU, uh, had another one there too. Jordan Moore had a kind of a quiet game. Uh, Loftus wasn't very great um, against Troy, but I thought that was like a nice low-key one where like there's three guys that you know got a chance, not not big-name guys or anything, but I, I, I like all three of them. So. Um, I played the box score this where I had Restrepo. It's a good one. You know, I, I went with Kamani Vidal because he only had 17 carries for 79 yards, but, like, it was just tough sledding against Duke, and, like, he was just a load. He was just every handoff. He was just carrying guys, and they just kept defeating him, and I just appreciated it. I, I like Vidal a lot. That's a, that's a guy I think people are going to start falling for as the, as the process goes on. Um, overhyped, I had McCaffrey. It's a good one. I didn't really, I don't know. Did you have any other ones? That same weeks. I just kind of think of anyone get overhyped. Um, J.J. McCarthy. J.J. McCarthy. Yeah. Oh, well, do you see his cleats? Do you see his stats with and without Connor Stallions? What does that matter? Oh, my God. Well, they're way worse because he doesn't know the signals. Oh, my God. It's almost like they played better teams because no, the Big Ten was no, trying to set the, them up. No, the, all of the Big Ten is good. That's true. I mean, we're undefeated in the You're bowl games. you now, aren't you? Yeah, fuck. 
transfer popped on the scene. I had Ben Bryant speaking of how good the Big Ten is. That's a good one. I went with uh, Grayson Barnes, the Northern Illinois receiver. Yeah, yeah he was sick. Who was sick as hell. 6'5", 215, an American River College transfer. <laughs> uh, had 105 yards and a touchdown. Uh, had that unreal grab in the back of the end zone where he kind of just like extended, getting one foot in, dealing with the shadow was sick. Also, like, had an interception against him where he kind of just plucked out of his arms. It was a sick interception. But, no, Barnes looks really interesting. A guy that's moves really well for his size. Uh, some Jake Bobo vibes. How about that? Ooh, that's big. That's big. The high school comp. I think it's probably more uh, athletic. But my, yeah. small, my small school guy was uh, Darren Granger. That's a good one. I mentioned uh, Drew Benor and TG Jackson. Like you said, kind of both outplayed Solomon. Um, I'm going back to NIU. I, I will, Ontario, look, we, I love talking Mac running backs. Ontario Brown was just. Was he's just, legit, He's legit. 25 carries, 132 yards. They fed him. Uh, it was a ton of fun. He just runs hard. There were so many. There were so many great receivers, and there were so many good running backs, I thought, these last two weeks. And. I don't know. I don't know. I think this running back class. I know not all these guys, and probably most aren't going to be in the class. But I think that I think the running back class is going to be better than thought. I don't know. That's my big takeaway. Uh, my big takeaway is Devin Brown's about to uh, prove himself to be quarterback one in the twenty twenty five NFL draft. 